It's a tip of the hat to my mom, who is a plant-based woman warrior. It has been for almost four decades. First line of the book is my mom is my daily dose of hell yeah. I, I want to be like her. She's a pistol. She's full of energy and, and cha-cha. And she has stuck with this plant-based message for, like I said, almost four decades. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 222. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami, board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Welcome, welcome veggie lovers to another episode of Veggie Doctor Radio. You're in for a treat as today I have Jane and Ann Esselstyn. I've had Jane on the podcast before, way back, in episode 11 and she's also on my YouTube channel. The video is called Healthcare is Self-Care. If you haven't visited my YouTube channel, it's called Veggie Doctor TV, so you can look that up. We also put all of the podcast episodes on there with video if you're interested in watching the podcast rather than just listening to it. But anyway, these ladies are full of life, they're vivacious, they're hilarious, they are so down to earth and just say it the way it is. And they have a new book that they've written together called Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior. Live fierce, stay bold, eat delicious. I want to remind you before we go any further that the information on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment. So if you have concerns about you or your child's eating, nutrition, or growth, please consult a health professional. So let me tell you about these amazing ladies. They really don't need an introduction, but if you're new to plant-based nutrition, new to the podcast, haven't heard of them, this is who they are. So Jane Esselstyn is an RN, a registered nurse, and she has a fresh charismatic voice who brings her perspective and passion as a nurse, researcher, mother, and teacher to the forefront of the plant-based movement. She presents her work, research, and high-energy demos around the world and on her new YouTube channel with her firecracker mom, Aunt Esselstyn. And she is an avid and inventive designer of plant strong recipes and the co-author of Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior, Live Fear, Stay Bold, Eat Delicious, and the Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease Cookbook. She created the recipe sections of the number one New York Times bestseller, Plant Strong, and the Engine 2 Seven Day Rescue by Rip Esselstyn. And she is a co-author of the Engine 2 Cookbook, all amazing books, great resources for any of you at the beginning of your journey or that have different family members that might like different, slightly different voices and approaches. They're all great resources. So let me tell you about Anne. Anne Esselstyn graduated from Smith College and received a master's in education from Wheelock College. She taught English and history for 27 years, receiving the 
Hostatler Award for Outstanding Teaching and was a field hockey coach for 15 years. She juggled raising four children, teaching, and figuring out plant-based oil-free ways to cook that are delicious and appealing. Since 2000, she has focused on creating recipes to prevent and reverse heart disease and counseling patients on how to prepare and eat plant-based foods. She has frequently been referred to as, quote, the Julia Child of plant-based cooking. And like I said, these ladies are amazing. I've had Jane on the podcast and on my YouTube channel. She has lots of energy. They're so funny and they just have so much practical advice. In this episode, we talked about why they wrote this book, what it means to be a plant-based woman warrior, what are the benefits for women in particular to adopt a plant-based diet, and how Anne was able to convince her entire family of 20, so not just her children, but her grandchildren to adopt and maintain a plant-based diet. It's amazing. such a legacy. They also talk about perfectionism. We talk about body image a little bit. And I asked a little bit about their perspectives on bone health and protein what they wish more people knew in their morning routine. So it's a really fun episode. I know you're going to fall in love with these ladies and I hope that you will check out their book. It's beautiful. It's, it's has lots of amazing recipes in there. And I think it's going to be a great addition to your plant-based cookbook collection. So thank you so much for joining me. Welcome. If you're new, thank you for coming back week after week after week. I so appreciate you and I'm so happy to be here with you. And now let's give a very warm welcome to Jane and Anne Esselstyn. Anne and Jane Esselstyn, welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. Thank you, Dr. (laughs) Thank you. Great to be here. It's such a pleasure to have Jane, back on the podcast, you are on episode 11 at the beginning of the journey. And Anne, such a pleasure to finally meet you. What an honor. You are definitely a legend in the community. So, so great to well, have you. you're a legend too. I've been hearing about you. And what is this? Is your 200 and something podcast? Your episode 222. That's great. And as we record today, your new book, Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior, is out today. Congratulations. I think we need to say the subtitle for you. Say it. Because it's awesome. It's not just Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior. It is Live Live Fierce, Stay Bold, Eat Delicious. Oh, that's so perfect. Y'all are like the perfect commercial. We're going to make a clip just of that and make an ad for you. That was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Well, let's start with why did you write this book? Well, I thank you for having that be your first question because that is really, it's a huge, it's the huge push behind it, which um, obviously the title kind of, it says a lot, um, be a plant-based woman warrior. And the three reasons I, I have behind writing it or being pushing behind it is it's a tip of the hat to my mom, who is a plant-based woman warrior. It has been for almost four decades. And I, I, I say the first line in the book is my mom is my daily dose of hell. Yeah. I, I want to be like her. She's a pistol. She's full of energy and, and cha-cha. And she has stuck with this plant-based message for, like I said, almost four decades. And that, if you think about it, predates the internet. It predates all kinds of talk about plant-based food. I mean, vegan and vegetarian were around. Actually, I taught sixth grade 
English, and two of the words that I used for vocabulary, you won't believe this. This was, you know, how 70s, many years 80s. ago? Vegan and vegetarian. And those kids did not know the meaning of those words then. Well, they weren't like they were now. I know. The kids would know like gluten-free and gender fluid, no problem these days. <laughs> so I, it's a tip of the hat to my mom because I want to be a plastic-based woman wear like her myself. I also want to push out to most of the people on the globe who do make food, who do shop for food and cook food, create food and serve food are women. Plenty of men help out and do their, run their households, run the, their restaurants, their this and that, but the majority are women. So I want them to be fierce and bold and go delicious with plant-based food, not just for their health of their community themselves, their families, but also out of, it makes so much sense now financially. And like we were saying with you earlier, it makes sense ethically and, um, and totally for the climate, for our planet. We'll, we'll have no planet upon which to be plant-based if we don't take care of the planet and take it easy in all this animal agriculture. And the third thing is, the third reason is that why I want to do this for women is that I have three brothers and I was raised beautifully by my parents to feel like I was equal in every way. And we all four of us were um, nationally ranked swimmers. Like we all swam for our universities. We all just, you know, somehow did that. And um, I remember around age 19, 18, 19, I was, you know, this nationally ranked number one backstroker in the nation for, you know, whatever amount of time. And swimming for University of Michigan. And that's hard. Like that's a ton of work and ton of power. And you got to eat and you got to lift and you got to swim and you got to wake up. You got to do it again, 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 again. And I didn't like what was happening to my body. Like I was filling out, I was getting curves and, and I knew my three brothers who were doing the exact same thing at their schools, their universities. They didn't think one time about their body, their shape, their identity, and the burden that I felt about like, I want to be able to swim well and do this and do that and get these times. And I also want to eat so I can train that, but I, I don't like what's going on. And anyway, luckily right at that time is when my parents went plant-based or went, uh, started eating no meat, no dairy and no additive oil, no fat, no salt and sugar. And we were like, what's happening? We didn't have the term plant-based yet. Um, Colin Campbell is to be coined with that. So for women, I don't want women to have food head. I don't want you to think about your identity and food and your body as this mixed up trap, but to be free of that burden. So live fierce, stay bold, eat plants and be delicious and be free of that. Anyway, it was a, it was a long run there. Sorry. I love that because I, I think that it's such a big part of our society for women, especially is always focusing on our bodies and the size of our bodies. And it takes away so much from our goals and our dreams and all of the different things that we can contribute to the world. You know, like you're talking about your brothers, they, they didn't have any kind of distraction from their pursuits <laughs> about their bodies. Right. And here you were having to like divert your attention and your energy. So thank you so much for thinking about that and including that in this book. I would love to know from you, Anne, what it means to be a plant-based woman warrior. Well, first off, and I think maybe this is indirectly answering your question, 
we have four children and all of them everybody is married and all, all they are all plant-based all their spot all their husbands wives are plant-based we have 10 grandchildren and they are all plant-based and i feel we have passed on the biggest possible gift we could ever give to those children and grandchildren and and they in turn <laughs> are passing it on and you know it is so exciting to see what my husband's patient i mean he is responsible for all of this he's behind why we even eat this way but to see what it does for people it's just totally magic really and i know you're a pediatrician and so i just have to read you a few comments because I got, I, I, this book is mostly Jane, but I had the lovely opportunity to interview all 10 grandchildren and what they thought about being plant-based. And I just want to choose a few of the children, the younger ones that answered, because Georgie, who was eight at the time, said, without being plant-based, I can't imagine how I'd live. I'd open the refrigerator and see things like chicken wrapped in plastic and just feel like what happened? Now, Sophie, who at the time was 11, you're not going to believe this. By the way, Sophie is our son Rip's daughter. Whenever I eat good food, I feel good. And whenever I eat unhealthy food, something in my stomach just feels wrong. I'm lucky because it's been easy for me since I've been plant strong my whole life. Being plant-based doesn't mean just eating salads all the time. It means so many fun, unique things, like a kale cake with raspberry frosting. Not just vanilla frosting with a pink dye in it, but lemons and raspberries, and it's really fun and tasty. And then Hope, who is seven. If you eat meat, you die. <laughs> and they and they go on. I mean, uh, for all the different ages, we go from age seven to twenty-seven. I loved reading those. I was able to read those as well, and I shared some with my husband. That's beautiful. I love that. I'm glad that you included that in the book as well, because that helps connect us with how children see the world as well. Yeah, Doctor Yami, another one that I think is probably pertinent to some of your children. And this is by Rose, who is our son Ted's daughter. And at the time, she was 22. Plant-based makes me feel free and has saved me from the emotionally turbulent diet of restrictions so many friends in their 20s are caught in. And I'm sure that rings true for you with some of your patients. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Well, let's talk about what are the benefits for women in particular to adopt a plant-based diet? Oh, you've just gotten Jane where her passion is incredible. Wait till you hear. Well, she's heard me present before, <laughs> but um, uh, it, help, it helps women. Obviously, we're talking about from head to toe, you know, our, our minds down to our, our whole body, um, but also sort of in our would people sort of find are the unmentionables, but like below the belt kind of places. It, it's really helpful. And as well as our, as obviously in our, with our breasts and Dr. Christy Funk is truly, I think doing some really amazing work and with her book and how she's getting it out there on the, on the doctors. And she's really um, personifies this message. And her book is great. It's called breasts, the owner's manual. And she's just, she's 
how would you describe she's her? She's just, she's so appealing and wonderful and yeah. real. And she has a triplet sons. It's just wild, wild, wild time. Anyway, she's just really talks about in her book how, like, eat this, not this for your breasts. And this really eating a plant-based diet can just help prevent and slow down and reverse tumor growth in the breast tissue, which is so encouraging to hear because it's so easy to people say, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, and it's not necessarily- Or a matter of genes. Yeah. And it's not that um, sort of, we're not that helpless. And then of course, below the belt, as you have heard many times I've presented, the Kuva talk. I don't know if you remember it, but- um, Kuva stands for something below the belt. Um, and it's the order of events in a woman's body down below the belt, because we all know about a man and what they have down there, the twigs and the berries, the bats and the balls, just kidding, penis and testicles. But what women have down there, they, oftentimes we don't know. So C-U-V-A is not, because we're, we're from Cleveland, Ohio, it's not the Cleveland United Vegetarian Association. It is clitoris, urethra, vagina, anus. And a plant-based diet helps this tremendously. I'll start from back to front. Anus constipation, not an issue. Diverticulitis, not an issue. Hemorrhoids, not an issue. All that good high fiber, no problem. Vaginal space and everything above the endometrio, endometrium and the uterus, the ovaries, all benefit from plants and your own hormones, not animal hormones from eggs and dairy and meat. It's beautiful. And all that good blood flow, I'll get to that in a second. Jumping ahead to the urethra, the U, um, urethra and above that the kidneys i mean you're a doctor as you know one way to really burden your kidneys feed yourself a lot of protein like it's just it's overwhelming um to the kidneys dr michael greger has shows research about how chicken tends to carry antibiotic resistant bacteria and so consuming chicken and even in your household and your hands and your cutting boards your sink your this your that you can't get rid of it the body keeps it for a while and that can lead to these urine tract infections these utis that seem to be so stubborn and I always think if you're muckling around with somebody and he, she, them has a, been eating chicken, and what are you exposing yourself to down there also? Um, Georgie knew <laughs> by her chicken no comment. Chicken. And C <laughs> is the um, clitoris, clitoris, the clit and in, in front. And that is the same tissue of the end of the penis on a man's body. And that is called the glands, G-L-A-N-S, as I'm sure you know. But um, it is the same bit of tissue that engorges with stimulation. And the engorgement happens because the endothelial cells can expand with nitric oxide because they're not burdened with grease and meat and cheese getting in the way. And the tissue in the shaft of the penis is also in a female's body. And everyone's going, wait, what are you talking about? I'll just insert here, men have nipples. Okay? We have the same tissue from that shaft of the penis. We have that corpus cavernosa, but in the, it's right on our pelvic floor. And as the C gets more stimulated and engorged with blood, so does that. We hold this other side. And the engorgement of this, our, our corpus cavernoso, it's called the crura, and it goes up in these uh, like two wings coming up, but we're inside view. So the wing flies up and it wraps around the vaginal space and it hugs around the vaginal space. These two like bunny ears, they wrap around like a hippie hugging a tree. And so the, the blood from our, our bodies and our stimulation and the foreplay gets into the vaginal space at the plasma, creates the lubrication along with some lady chemicals, and that's a woman's sign for readiness. So from front to back, from pleasure to urination health, urinary health and you know, reproductive health to 
health back here in the back end. Eat plants. Eat plants. <laughs> Things in your pants. Eat plants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so important. And we don't hardly ever talk about these things. And we do spend a lot of time talking about men and erections, but the same thing can happen to women, right? So if women have heart disease, if women are not feeling good, if they're not feeling energetic, it can definitely affect sexual health and it can affect a lot of functioning in women as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So front to back, head, head to toe, eat plants, give yourself a chance. Very important. And of course, for the heart disease, which has been the big focus of your husband and your father's work, which is not only to prevent, but also reverse heart disease, which is also the number one killer in females. So something that we can't forget about as well. Well, I would love to know what has been the biggest factor in each of you in maintaining a whole food plant-based lifestyle and and how have you been able to convince a family of 20 to adopt this lifestyle? Honestly, they had no choice. They don't have options. I mean, outside of where, you know, when we're eating, they can do what they do. But within my sight, this is what we eat. And, uh, and truly, I mean, this is, this, is, this, is, this is the true story. When Flynn, and our now oldest grandchild, was three. She uh, was with us and it was November and it was the time when Brussels sprouts, you get them growing on big stalks. And so we got, I had a big stalk. She took them off, cut the ends off. We boiled them up, put them in a bowl, sat on the floor and she looked at me and she said, I don't eat those. I said, that's fine. You just, just have a leaf. And Flynn must have eaten 20 Brussels sprouts. I thought she might, you know, blow up. And then as her birthday is December 27th, and she was in preschool. And when you were in preschool, you took a tree. And Flynn took Brussels sprouts. Now, in truth, <laughs> her, her parents were a little con concerned. And so they had some cookies on the side, I think. But it just shows you that kids need to be exposed. They need to try things. And when they try something and they try it maybe two or three times, they begin to like it. I mean, Jane's children grew up eating, they liked broccoli. And I mean, I couldn't believe it. They had broccoli every night. And the kids started out just eating the, the head of the broccoli, the flower part, and the stem. I love going over for dinner because there would all be those stems, and they're my favorite that I could get. And today, they eat all vegetables, including their broccoli stems. <laughs> but, you know, you just got to be exposed, and you can't. I mean, if you want to change people, don't give them butter on the side of their corn. Just give them the corn, you know? I mean, that's how I feel. Hey, are you kind of curious about microgreens and including microgreens in your diet, but you're not sure where to start and you're not sure how to do it? 
I love my Hamama microgreen grower. It's so easy, it's so convenient. So this is how it works. Basically, they send you the kit and it has this little seed quilt, okay? And then you soak the seed quilt in the water and in a few days, you see your tiny little baby sprouts growing and a few days after that, you can start eating them and it's so fun. And you can tell them that you're eating them and they're really happy that you're eating them and your body's really happy that you're eating them. But here's the best part because I've told y'all before, I'm lazy. So I don't wanna have to use any mental energy that I don't need to. And they send you seed quilts every month. So you don't run out, you can change what seed quilts you want to try. So here's some examples of some of the seed quilts they have. Hearty broccoli, refreshing cabbage, energizing kale, spicy daikon radish, super salad mix. You can even get wheatgrass, you can get culinary cilantro, or even hot wasabi mustard. So there's lots to choose from. They have different flavors. They're so cute and they're health promoting. So you can get a good dose of antioxidants and it's really beautiful. I also use them for garnish when I'm making soups and salads and different bowls. You can impress your guests. But like I said, it's going to be low energy cost on your part. And it's actually not that expensive either. The other thing that I use from Hamama is a green onion growing kit, which is really cool because it can decrease your food waste. So you buy the green onions and then the little part that has the root, the white part at the bottom, you stick it in these little holes and then you just put the water in there and it grows. And then you can keep eating the same green onions. You just go with your little scissors and you chop it off and you put it into your food. So if you wanna give it a try, you've been curious about microgreens, and different ways that you can grow your own food, check out Hamama. You can find it in my show notes for a link to get 15% off, or you can go to dryami.com forward slash shop so that you can find the link and get 15% off your first order. Happy growing! Do you love Veggie Doctor Radio, but you're sick of listening to ads? Join the Planscription. The Planscription is a monthly membership where you have access to ad-free episodes of Veggie Doctor Radio every week. But that's not all. You also have access to a monthly live Q&A with me and a monthly live book club. You also get access to writings and musings and free giveaways. It is such a great deal. Right now, it's only $5 a month to join the Planscription. If you want to join, go to planscription.substack.com or go to the show notes to follow the link. Join the Planscription today and join me in this plantastic community. My husband calls her a bully for good. I love that. I love that. Basically, like, there's no option. This is just the way it's going to be. Well, Dr. Yanni, there are no options, in truth, for so many of my husband's heart disease patients. I mean, either they stick to this program without, without I mean, really without deviating, or they, know, they, they suffer. So I have seen the power, I mean, I've seen the magic and the power of people who follow it. Now, you know, it doesn't mean kids and most people have to be as strict, but, you know, don't go out and eat spare ribs and... Well, strict in that they can't have avocado or nuts on on the heart disease. No, but definitely, you know, the research agrees with you and 
when it comes to children learning to like food, it's about exposure and consistency and you can't give up. Most parents do give up after just three tries, but research shows that it can take over 15 exposures to a food before a child starts to accept it or an adult for that matter, because adults are, we're all just human. Kathy, mm-hmm. another, another example. Uh, we live next door, Jane and I, to each other. And so her, growing up, their kids used to have their birthdays at our house. And when Jane has always loved artichokes. So whenever Jane had a birthday, we, I, we always had artichokes. And the kids didn't sort of looked at them and didn't eat them. And I couldn't. I mean, they did. They tasted them. I couldn't believe it when Kryle, Jane's oldest, for her birthday, ordered artichokes. It was like, oh my gosh, it's just as you said, it's exposure. Absolutely. My older son is the same way. He didn't like, he's not very selective at all, but the one food that he didn't like was tomatoes. And he just kept trying them, kept trying them. And finally, now he eats tomatoes on his salads and puts raw tomatoes on things. So it is one of those things that just takes time. And I know we talked, Jane, about one of your sons that it was the beans, right? (laughs) The beans. And then finally, he started eating more beans. But Yeah. yeah, it just takes exposure and consistency and repeating that. I love how in your book, you address perfectionism and how perfectionism can actually hold us back. Why do you believe perfectionism is not beneficial when it comes to a lifestyle change like this? Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> no, no one, no one's perfect. And it, it's such a process of being alive. You know, we try all kinds of things. We have relationships that are awful. We have make financial decisions that are awful. You know, we make food that's awful. And but the key thing is you, you go out and eat a whole cake, but then the next moment you come back and you were right back where you should be. I mean, you can't let that unhinge you and make you think, I'll just eat everything. But I also mean that in like some people, as you know, people are, we're all wired a little bit differently. Or I mean, if that's the right word to even use, but our, our behavior system patterns are dialed in a little differently. And um, like some people need to just do things all or none. So when they are like, I'm plant-based and they're like, wait, I can be more intense. I can be more intense. Wait, I can do no but no meat, no dairy, no added oil. Oh, and no nuts. Oh, and no avocado. And meanwhile, this person's just a a collegiate runner or something, and they should be eating more calories than that. They don't have heart disease like some executive who sits in her office all day and doesn't move, but nibbles and eats all day. Like it, So it's really just listen to your body. Listen, food is your friend. <laughs> it's going to help you. And it's a process and perfectionism is not going to help you or anyone just one of the, your body. one of the things that i think is helpful to keep in mind if you're not starving and that is to to eat the food that is going to be the most powerful for your body i mean just if if you can manage to do that it's it's wonderful Yeah, definitely. I love that. Eat the food that is going to be the most powerful for your body. So definitely getting those greens in, right? But also, I, for me, I mean, after years of not eating breakfast, eating bad things for breakfast, oats, I think everybody should find a way to eat oats for breakfast, starting with kids, not all the cereals. But some kind of oats because they help lower cholesterol, they decrease inflammation, they keep your blood sugar steady, they're dose responsive. 
and and they're delicious and there's so many ways to eat them that are good i i feel like that would be helpful agreed i love oats delicious and there's so many ways to prepare them sweet yeah. and savory with put your berries in there so then you get another load of antioxidants but if you make them savory, you can put your greens in there too. And we eat them raw, we eat them cooked, we eat them overnight, we eat them microwave, we eat them there in every different way. There's a thousand different interesting ways in, in the book too. And they're very filling too. That's what I love about oats. Yeah. And on our, we have a YouTube channel. I, maybe, I think you maybe know that. We have a YouTube channel where we have uh, uh, coming on 200 recipes, but um, we try to have different kinds of oats on there all the time because there's so many different ways to eat oats. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep up with it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So I want to talk to y'all about one of the topics that has been the focus of research and a lot of discussions in the plant-based space and in the non-plant-based space, which is bone strength and protein intake of women, especially as they age. So I think this is a great topic for y'all. Because some people are concerned that a plant-based diet is not going to be a sufficient source of protein and other nutrients to support strong bones. So what are your thoughts and recommendations on this? I want to say, first of all, that we're, um, we write cookbooks. <laughs> we're not researchers, but we are around a lot of plant-based discussion and Well, I hear my stuff. husband answering this question all, all the time. time. Protein, I don't want to give it any airtime. It's not an issue. You have no patience with a protein deficiency. It doesn't exist. It's not a problem. If you're eating enough food, you're getting enough protein, period, done. Bone st strength, you have to use them. You have to get your bones like stress. They like to be used in gravity with you carrying a baby, carrying groceries, carrying weights, backpack. carrying a backpack, car you know, being used. If they're not of use, they're going to get rid of all the stuff. They're going to just going to get thinner, 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 and more shell, hollow, hollow, hollow. And, you know, and I snap. suspect as women get older, they are doing less exercise. And so yeah, maintaining activity. Less. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't mind, if it would be okay, sharing your age and also all the different activities that you participate in because you are quite active. I move a lot. I'm 87, um, just, and I sort of, I mean, I run, but it's like I'm most people's fast walk. And I lift a few weights. And you do I yoga swim, with me, and, and you yoga, swim, and, and you drag a tire, and, and you and haul James all kinds husband. of branches and brushes. Yeah, I mean, I love clearing the you know things out of the and garden, and you and you. But Jane's husband is this. Oh gosh, he does these, all these crazy hundred day events, and one of them he 100 was mile hundred. Well, it seems like a hundred days, and one of them was he was having to take a. He was going. Yeah, he was in practicing winter for drag. He had to drag a tire to practice. No, he had to drag, take a sled. Right, but he was practicing because he w w uh, got this tire that he was dragging. And I saw him doing it one day, and I said, "May I try it?" Well, I tell you, it is hard to drag a tire, especially up a hill. So that was something that I, I occasionally do now when I feel I gotta do something quickly and get some good exercise. And that's good weight on the bones. Absolutely. Well, it is all verified by social media because I've seen you do this on Instagram. So I know that it's real, but yeah, you're, you're very active. It looks like you're unstoppable to me, which is amazing. And I think just what Jane was saying at the beginning, you're an inspiration. You're a role model. 
So at my age, I just turned 43 and I'm looking forward to you as an example of like, this is what it's, is possible. Keep eating a whole food plant-based diet, stay active, stay positive, connect with the people that you love. And this is what can be possible for you. Whereas there's so many Americans today where they're seeing a whole different reality. They're seeing people that are already bedridden and have multiple chronic diseases to the point where one time when I discussed with somebody at the grocery store line, the checkout line, you know, like to me, it's obvious I want to do whatever I can to live as long as I can feeling good. This person said to me, no, I, I never want to live that long. And I was shocked because my mind has never been in that mindset. But their mindset was like, why would I want to live that long if I already feel so horrible? I'm in pain. I'm taking all these medications. There's no way I want to live that long. And that's the reality for so many Americans. So I just want to thank you both for setting this example for so many people of what's possible so that they can have hope again and know that it's never too late to start to implement these changes. Well, I think one thing that happens is people get so busy in their job. They're they're leaving at, at seven and they're home at seven or whenever. When are they going to exercise? What are they going to, you know, there's just no time in their day. I know mm -hmm. for many years, I used to get up at 5.35 to get stuff in before, because I was teaching and I had really long days. And, you know, you just have to, somehow you have to find a way to get that in. Yeah. Make time, even though. And, and then when you're kind of young, it, it's OK. I mean, I'm so happy now that I'm so old that I still wake up at six. But I, <laughs> I don't necessarily have to go out and run then, although I may just do some inside stuff. Nice. I love it. Well, I'd love to hear from each of you. What do you wish more people knew? Uh, a lot of stuff. Um, I wish more people knew that. I don't know, we need to take care of the planet. That's the biggest concern. And the way to do that, from what I understand, is to decrease animal agriculture. And we do that by not demanding us that we eat it as a, as a culture of humans. And um, I also wish people knew that how good you feel, how healthy you feel, how ageless you feel on a whole food plant-based diet. Um, I, I like that. I'll stop at that. Well, uh, this is maybe sounds odd, but I think it would be really helpful if people knew that the power of no meat, no oil, and no dairy was. And then, if they weren't sure how to carry this out, any time they buy anything, they read the ingredients on what they are buying. If it isn't just you know fruit and vegetables from the Produce, produce section. And if they can't see it, they should take a magnifying glass in their purses or pockets so they can read what the ingredients are that are in the food they're eating. And if I think people would cook and would just eat simply, it would be revolutionary. Yeah. You don't have to eat fancy food or make long, difficult meals. You eat simple things work. Absolutely. Sweet potatoes, amazing. Great. Yeah, and you just eat them plain. You don't have to put anything on them. Yeah, you don't need anything. Yeah. I'd love to know your morning routines if you have one. I have one. So I get up and I have a whole drink water. And then I, t I, I, I love to grow um, sprouts. 
So I have to rinse my sprouts. You know, if I if I just don't get up and make this part of my routine, my sprouts don't get rinsed. And I love sprouts and everything. So and then I like to have my my wonderful oats for Anne's warrior oats. Guess what's in them? Steel cut oats, shiitake mushrooms, kale or any greens. It could even be the ends of of carrots tops. Um, uh, Turmeric. Nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast. Anyway, it's in the book. chia flax. It's so good. And yeah, flax and We made so much fun of her for years. We called it her witch's brew, but now we all are huge fans of it. It sounds so delicious. My mouth is watering. Tell me more (laughs) about the sprouts you grow, Anne. What kind of sprouts do you like to have? Well, I, I mostly like to grow broccoli because I've had the most success. And some of the other ones like Radish are my are a little hot for my husband, and uh, right now I have beet things and they aren't sprouting. And I'm so mad at them, but um, anyway, and I I mean literally every like we have a lot of open face sandwiches and I will put an inch and a half layer of sprouts. It's like turf. No, but it's they're delicious. I know, and, but it's like they, an inch they don't of, like, taste anything but good. AstroTurf, it's great. They're, they're so nutrient-dense. I mean, it's a good bang for your buck. You know, it's a great way to do it. Yeah. Well, what else would you like people to know about the book? Is there anything else we haven't discussed that you would like them to know about? Hey, here's what I'll tell you. This book, we love making for, for women. And it was during COVID and we were, we were neighbors. So it was just like, oh my gosh, can we go shopping? What can we cook? What ingredients are available? I mean, things were just, it was challenging. So we knew we were on the right path. And we were like, okay, we've got seven breakfasts. We've got eight lunches. We've got nine dinners. And we knew we were on the right path when we had 44 desserts for for women. We're like, all right, we're nailing this thing. So the dessert section is a huge joy. I have to say. But my favorite section is the sauces. Yeah. Jane's sauces are crazy good. She's amazing. Sauces are so important. It helps bring the whole dish together. And all you need is your separate, you know, you need your greens and your grains and your beans. And you just exactly. bring everything together. It makes it just like this magic thing. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Well, I definitely want to try some of those sauces. If you could tell our listeners where they could connect with you, tell us about your YouTube channel and your socials and where they can purchase the book that is out now. Great. Well, thank you for um, including that because it would be wonderful. Um, our, the book, Be a Plant-Based Woman Warrior, is available anywhere where you buy books. If it's online and one of your favorite online sites or if you can nudge your local bookstore into carrying it, that would be awesome. Um, it, it comes out today, August 23rd, 2019. Oh, my gosh. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> that was an old thought. Um, and to stay in touch, we are on Instagram. Jane underscore Esselstyn underscore RN. I'm a nurse and my kids make fun of it saying Jane Esselstyn right now. Cause I guess RN on, um, on tech speak is right now. Um, and, uh, Jane Esselstyn.com is where we have information about all of our upcoming events. We have an event about the plant-based woman warrior, um, on September 17th, 2022, which we're so excited about. It's our first live event since COVID. I don't exist on social media except through Jane. Not true. Oh, and our YouTube, our YouTube channel, which is, we didn't know it was going to be a thing, which it has kind of become a thing. Um, so it's under my name. It sounds so selfish, but 
YouTube, Jane Esselstyn channel. And we have 180 yes, close to 200 recipes all about eating whole food plant-based diet. And um, they're so easy and fun and simple. So you can join us there too. Thank you. And with a nice flair of personality from each of you, which is what people come for, right? They come for the recipes, but they stay for these lovely souls. Oh, that's so kind of you to say that. Thank you so much for the way that you deliver all the information and the recipes. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So final question. If you can leave my listeners with your favorite number one tip or your best tip for busy moms. So we're focusing on women today that want to sustain a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And this is how I think about it. And I would say cook the long timers, which is my way of saying if you're making, if you're turning the oven on to make something, throw in a sack of potatoes, throw in a, a, a half a dozen sweet potatoes, just cook it. They're going to be in the fridge. You're going to have them. They're done. They're ready to go. If you're, if you're leaving in the morning and you think, oh gosh, what should I make for, put on, put some rice in the rice cooker, turn it on. It stays warm. You come home, rice is done. Throw in some beans, salsa from the jar of the fridge. Oh yeah. Here's a burrito for the, you know, as we're eating. Oh, and we can add some more. We have an avocado, half the avocado still alive. You know, just get the long timer thing done. The potatoes cooked, this rice cooked. Um, cook the oatmeal overnight in a, in, a, in a rice cooker. Just do something. Have the quinoa cooking, whatever you like. Have that done ahead of time, and then the rest is just it's it's your you know while you're checking in, while you're talking, while you're setting the table, while someone else is setting the table. That's my that's my key to have a long Love time. It. I I'm I definitely feel that it's it is key to find a breakfast that you like and eat it every day and make your kids find a breakfast they like and then have that every day so that it isn't a big mess, but expose them to the foods that are really healthy and not the junk food and the junk cereals and the sweet sort of yeah. maintaining that. I think somehow figure it out um, that works in your family to be as healthy a breakfast as they can think it might. So by exposing them to different kinds of oatmeal, different ways, I mean, even you can make fabulous pancakes with oats. I mean, uh, uh, waffles. I love it. No, that's a great tip because breakfast is the start of the day. And especially for children who are going to yeah. school and have to sit and learn all day, it's important for them to be properly fueled, to have, the energy to do all the tasks in school. Yeah. So that is a great habit to start for families that don't already have it. So I love that. Thank you so much, both of you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for writing this book <laughs> and for sharing with us your the legacy that you create in your family, which is an inspiration to all of us. So thank you again. And I hope that you each have a very plantastic day. Oh, thank you, Dr. Yemi. You too. You I too. think you have very, very lucky patients. And I wish all the world were pediatricians, had a pediatrician just like you. Yes, oh, absolutely. God. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, veggie lover. I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? Please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day.